Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Charles Curtis Show. I'm Charles Curtis, of course, Australasia's passion provocateur. And I have been provoking people to pursue their passion since 1993. This show is all about a simple formula of SA plus P equals S. Self-awareness plus passion equals success. We are guided in this show by Socrates' famous, famous quote, inspiring quote, that the unexamined life is not worth living. So my wish for you from this show is that you are inspired to examine your life, to raise your self-awareness, to become aware of why you do what you do, of why you think what you think, why you feel what you feel. You can see I'm wearing my red jacket, red the colour of passion, the reddest red I could get when I got this jacket. So that's why I'm wearing it. I will always wear it on this show. I hope you like it. For those of you listening on a podcast, you can also experience a visual experience, same words, on my YouTube channel. Each week in this show, I explore one big idea that can change your life, that I have found with my clients, with people I've shared these ideas with, that it can change your life. One, just one big idea each week. Each week, I'll share a song with you, a book, a joke that reminds me, we need a joke. This week, as part of the lockdown discussions, the Australia's Prime Minister has been talking about schools and it reminds me of the story of the boy in bed and his mother comes in and says, darling, get up, you've got to go to school. And he says, I don't want to go to school. She says, why don't you want to go to school? Give me three reasons. And he says, because because the children at school don't like me and because they call me names and they make fun of me. And the mother said, let me give you three reasons why you have to go to school. Number one, it's your duty. Number two, you're 52 years of age. And number three, you're the principal. Schools, what was school like for you? I'm going to share with you a quote, a health tip, a spiritual tip. This show is not about political correctness. This is a politically incorrect show. Now, I don't want to offend anybody, but if you're offended, so be it. I don't mind people being offended. My job in life is not to avoid offence. My job in life as a passion provocateur is to provoke. So if I provoke new thinking, new thinking can lead to new behaviour, new actions. So what a week we've had. We're still in lockdown in Australia, many parts of the world. Some countries have chosen not to have lockdown. And even in the United States, different states have different lockdowns. As usual, there are differing views of experts. I've said on this show before, I am very unhappy about the lack of contrary views that are published in the mainstream media. To get contrary views from different experts... You need to go to alternative media, and I urge you to contemplate doing that. In Australia, schools are open 
says the Prime Minister. And then the Premiers of the states then say, oh no, our experts say it's not safe to go to school. So which expert are you going to listen to? I'm an expert on passion. The test is what feels right for you, what resonates with what you know. You have to do your own thinking. I have to do my own thinking. That's what freedom is about. But, but, there is a crucial issue in just because you think about something or feel about something, if you are ignorant, then your views are nowhere near as important as those who are less ignorant. You have the right to have that view, but that's why taking an interest in these matters is important. And it's probably true that in this lockdown, you have more time to do your research to say, what do I actually think? And there are competing experts' views. And the suppression of views of experts to promote a particular view around the coronavirus is very unfortunate and highly improper, in my view. Now, this week, this week, Peter Hitchens, an English thinker, commentator, he raised a very interesting issue. And I have been saying on this show that this is the lockdown is not a question of the economy versus lives. It's lives against lives. Anyone who says it's just about economy, money versus lives is trying to mislead you. If we borrow vast amounts of money, any country that does this, this limits our ability to provide health services in the future. Peter Hitchens rightly says, when governments don't have money, health services fail. We're seeing no analysis of the impact of less funds available for hospitals in future healthcare. That is a direct life cost of this lockdown. Lives versus lives. Yesterday in Australia, it was Anzac Day. We commemorate amazing acts of courage and sacrifice on the 25th of April 1915, the second year of the First World War. And the Anzac spirit, which is what we honour, was all about freedom. The reason why Australia fought in that war was to preserve freedom, to preserve the way that we want to live life. I honour those Anzacs. I honour anyone who's fought for their country and died. And freedom, as is one of the key ideas of this show, they fought for freedom. Uh, this week, in honour of Anzac Day, I put the Australian spirit on show and rode 115 kilometres on my bike yesterday as a solid exercise session in the hills in the north of Melbourne. So that was a solid, uh, solid piece of work, and I'm happy that I did it, and it was difficult. And then last night, Julie and I had a virtual dinner with my bookkeeper and her husband, most enjoyable. So if you haven't done virtual dinners yet, set up your screen, set up the time that you're going to have entree, main course and dessert, and have fun with people who you can't be with physically. So it's been a pretty busy week. I've trained every day this week, and I urge you also to look after this magnificent machine called your body. Today's big idea. Before I share that with you, I urge you to subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and have a look at our websites, coves.com, which is for corporate and business programs, and charlescoves.com. So coves.com, charlescoves.com. 
Come and look at those, subscribe, so that you can be sure you don't miss one of these episodes when you are bombarded by all the other information that's available. So, today's big idea. Your reward for solving your problems as a human being is a very surprising one. It's not peace. It's not happiness. It's not satisfaction. It's not a sense of progress. They're all very transitory. Your long-term reward for solving your problems is bigger problems. Isn't that exciting? You solve your problems and all you get is bigger problems. I have found this one idea, when you embrace it, to be life-changing. That's what this show is about, sharing one idea with you that changes your life. When you deeply understand that your reward, the the major long-term reward for solving problems is bigger problems, your life changes. You stop thinking that I will be happy when. That framework for thinking disappears. You don't walk around saying, I'm unhappy because of A, B, C, and D. I'll be happy when my children grow up. I'll be happy when my children leave home. I'll be happy when I get married. I'll be happy when I get divorced. Because there's this idea that happiness is the absence of problems. And I want to put to you that many people think that way and that when you stop thinking that way, your life changes. So... Let me give you an example of this, or evidence of this. Do you know people who are happy? Of course you do. Do you know people who are unhappy? Of course you do. Do they have problems? Well, who has no problems? Who does not have problems? The fact is, everyone has problems. The only people with no problems are those in the cemetery. And of course, if there's life after death, which I believe, and you've gone to heaven or hell, you might still have problems. But anyway, when you've thrust off this mortal coil, you probably don't have problems in the sense that we think of them. Everyone has problems. And yet, there are people who are happy most of the time. Happiness is a topic I'll discuss in another show. So my proposition to you is that you can be happy in the midst of your problems when you realize that your reward for solving problems is bigger problems. Let me give you a couple of examples. When you go to school, when you finish year 10, you've solved the problem of passing year 10. So you pass year 10, what's your reward? Year 11. More difficult, bigger problems. Then when you pass year 11, you go to year 12. Even more bigger problems, even bigger problems. Not more bigger, well, sometimes I'm allowed to make mistakes in this show. Year 12, you've got these huge problems. You have to get your score to go to university. So then you get a good score. In year 12, you've solved your problems. What's your reward? Bang. You go to university, whole new series of bigger problems. You then graduate from university. When I was a lawyer, I employed young lawyers who'd come from completing their university. They thought, oh, 
I've made it. I've got an honours degree in law like Charles. And then they'd come to the law firm as article clerks and they started at the bottom with huge range of problems. Again, their reward for solving the problem of passing university was bigger problems. This is life. And I learned this idea, and this is the quote that I'm sharing with you, this week's quote, from a genius called Buckminster Fuller, a man who died in 1983, an American, who was awarded 47 honorary doctorates. And he, it was his quote that I've shared so often and taught to so many people that your reward as a human being for solving problems is bigger problems. That is the natural evolution of us as human beings. Scott Morrison, when he was wanting to be re-elected, when he took over the Prime Ministership of Australia, he had a big problem, and that was to get elected. He worked so hard up until May 2019. He got elected. He solved that problem. What was his reward? Dealing with a country in lockdown, running this country, incurring huge future debts for future generations. Bigger problems by far. When you see this, you then make this decision that says, okay, that's my life. And if I'm going to keep learning and growing, then I need to be willing to understand what problems are. They are the way in which I learn and grow. And because I've committed to lifelong learning, I know my problems will continue to become bigger and bigger. In many businesses that I'm involved in, those problems do get bigger. That's not what dictates how I feel. Because deep down I know that I have to have these problems. Another way to look at this is to choose to love your problems because they're teaching you what you need to learn. Embrace your problems. I say to you, you deserve your problems. You deserve them because from one of our previous shows I've said you are responsible. Well, the choices that you have made have led you to encounter this problem and then you have it. And then the solving of that problem builds up your amazing capacity. That's the big idea. The surprising reward for solving your problems is bigger problems. I promise you when you embrace this, life changes. So, what is the song of the week? I think Monty Python is the one who inspires me this week for always look on the bright side of life. And so on. I won't do too much singing, but, you know, I'm not a bad baritone singer or probably even a bass singer. The book of the week today is Bucky Works, written by a guy called Jay Baldwin. This book about Buckminster Fuller is just a beautiful book about a whole range of his life-changing ideas. And much of the philosophy in my work is very much influenced by Buckminster Fuller. A genius that most people have not heard about. I urge you to have a look at this book to explore the Buckminster Fuller Institute in America. It has magnificent materials. Get other books about Buckminster Fuller. He also wrote Nine Chains to the Moon and Our Spaceship Earth. He came up with the idea of Spaceship Earth. My health tip for you today is take plenty of vitamin C. 
Since the 1960s, I have been taking vitamin C. Today, I take 6,000 milligrams of vitamin C. That's 6 grams, 6,000 milligrams. I take it three times a day, 2,000 milligrams in the morning, lunchtime, evening. It is a proven asset for your body. And if you just do this one thing of increasing your vitamin C intake, I'm confident it will do you good. I've been doing it for a long time. I'm pretty healthy. I don't have a doctor. I haven't been to hospital in 67 years other than by choice for other personal reasons, which I'll tell you about one day perhaps. Now, my spiritual element for today. When people say to me, what are the spiritual elements of life? And I talk about mind, body and spirit. One of the ways I describe that is I talk about the 10 F's, the 10 words beginning with the letter F. And this is to remind you of where you might look in your life to say, hmm, am I being spiritual enough? Am I paying enough attention to my spirit? We talked earlier about the Anzac spirit, the human spirit. What is this human spirit about? Well, these 10 F's, we'll explore them in other shows. The 10 F's are family. These are all elements of your human spirit. Family, friends, faith, freedom. I've discussed that as a spiritual element in one of our earlier shows. Fun, fearlessness, fortitude, philosophy. Now, you, some of you might say that starts with PH, but it sounds like F. Forgiveness. And the other F word that is around making love, but I'll have to use the word fornication because I want to be proper. You know, not politically correct, but I don't want to... Have, I don't want to necessarily say that other if we but fornication. The 10 F's of elements of your spirituality. When you're worried about where you might go with spirituality, contemplate those 10 F's. Now, now, time to make you laugh. I have a wonderful listing of the Swami's guidelines for enlightenment. And today, with the topic that we're talking about, I thought his guideline number four, I might share the others with you, who knows. Guideline four today is life is like photography. You use the negative to develop. Here we've been talking about problems. You use the problems to develop. Life is like photography. You use the negative to develop. And no matter what adversity you face, be reassured. Of course God loves you. He's just not ready to make a commitment. So, there we are, getting close to the end of the show. This show is designed to inspire you, to provoke you, to examine your life now and for the rest of your life, so that you wake up in the morning and you're ready to embrace life because you have high self-awareness of what your life is about and you're hungry to keep exploring what your life is about. I hope today's show has done that for you. Please visit our websites, 
Covest.com for the corporate side and CharlesCovest.com for the individual side. Sign up for Passion Points to Ponder on the Covest.com site. Um, we have thousands of subscribers. You can buy my books, Passionate People Produce, Passionate Performance. The links are on the site. I wish for you in the coming week a passion-filled week, an inspiring week, a week where you choose to love your problems and to be aware that you deserve your problems. Enjoy the week. I'll be with you next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching.